your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Friday, all right. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. The guy just said that. I don't know why I do that. It's like muscle memory at this point. William Garcia giggling over there. Hello. The Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. You're filling in for Anthony Tregoski. So, you know, uh, expectations pretty high amongst the listener base. Tregoski, I throw all, so I, I, I bring Tregoski in and then I just say something very broad politically. And then I go, go, Tregoski, because he knows all these details. And you, as well, do this a lot, too. You you, you have, like, a pretty broad knowledge of what's going on in the political world. But so not as well as Tregoski. Probably not. Well, Tregoski's, too, is interesting. And I should do this every show when I bring him on. It's just define political science, Tregoski. Because it's like, and I'm not going to be able to need him in here to do it, but the idea that how, how you know, how everything works you know, how you could spin anything politically. And, you know, we're going to do a podcast on Monday, uh, the Democratic Voice, if anyone wants to listen, search Democratic Voice, the Democratic Voice, wherever you download podcasts, uh, on Monday on just how COVID vaccine, COVID-19 and the vaccine has been politicized. So that would be like maybe a, a class 20 years from now in yeah, so somewhere. I can say, here's what happened politically that, you know, Caused a lot of COVID deaths. How has how has uh, COVID been politicized? Because that's where we're at. Uh, story of the day, though, and it's a very sad story, and it's it's one that you can you can go read about at wisdomnews.com. But uh, Lacrosse County Sheriff Jeff Wolf press conference at one thirty today to notify the public that three people were killed. And their bodies were found at the entrance of Milestone Quarry, and that's just north of West Salem on County M in the town of Hamilton. And we, we don't know. We don't know much of anything at this point. We're, we're should be an update on wisdomnews.com by 8 p.m., but if you want to read what's going on with that right now, and I could tell you all that I could tell you. So if anyone wants to start the rumor mill, Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Maybe they heard something. Maybe they know some of the the, the workers that called nine one one at five a.m. this morning from Milestone Quarry because they show up to work at the quarry. And William, they just saw the bodies there. And there are three bodies there. Oh, that's so horrifying. And we don't know. Well, we don't know how they were killed. And uh, you know, Wolf said it's it's uh, complicated at this point. He said it was a complicated crime scene. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I have no idea what that means. The only bit of information that was in the article that you posted was that um, there was no vehicle at the scene, which means I guess they were dumped. There, there was more. There was more right. information in the article. Oh, was there? Okay. You said the only that bit of information. The, there was more. The, the, <laughs> details, the information about details. the crime scene. Yeah, I got you. Details. Um, yeah, and then they were at the entrance, which seems really weird. Why would they be at the entrance of a quarry? You know if. I, I don't know. It's really morbid to talk about, and if you want to like start thinking about how would I get rid of, you know what I mean? You wouldn't put them at the entrance of a quarry, and and this is also these are three people that died. We don't know who these people are yet either. So it's um, I'm going through sensitivity training. I'm trying to uh, better be better sensitive to these issues with, and also try to like talk about it. And well, hopefully we can just get justice for what happened. Whatever. Right. Yeah. He said. Wolf said uh, no suspects in custody and beyond that we don't know they they might have 
he, he he wouldn't tell us if there were any leads because I think well, and he probably shouldn't tell, right, tell exactly. us at this point. Yeah. There, there's a there's a, a an amount of information that the public needs to know. I think he said people in that area and in the area in general shouldn't worry. That's a good piece of information that's general public. But how they're going about the investigation, who they're looking for, uh, what clues they have at this point, better to keep that hush hush because. Right. The only thing that they want from the public is anybody in the County M and County S area of that quarry. I think he said from the city of Onalaska near Cedar Creek to the ridge at County M and S and then um, going the other way on, on County M. That was County S and they, going the other way on County M from the village of West Salem North. If you have a lot of people have these. Uh, you know, security cameras. Yeah. And they might get a glimpse of the road. So anything from Thursday late afternoon, he said, until 5 a.m. Friday, maybe even, no, 5 a.m. Friday because the call came in at that point. So even those, like, cameras on on doorbells? Yeah, I think anything that would get, like, a car driving by that they could even just barely identify anything. It would be a lot of cars. And at night, how would you even, I don't know if the cameras would pick up something a, I don't think they're, you know, maybe somebody has a driveway cam that can see the road pretty easily. But, I mean, I bet you could at least tell, like, what kind of car it was yeah. and the maybe basic color, and that would probably be helpful. It's so. an interesting topic, too, because this story has, not this story particular, but the, the idea that a lot of us now, security cams really easy to get, really right. easy to put up. I got one that's, like, sitting on my deck, and you could see, you know, different ways, like, you could see every which way around the house. And you could just get it on your phone, and your phone will tell you. So at, at this point, everybody could have a security cam. So those cameras are not just to watch your pets while you're at work? They are not. Oh, right. Yeah, how many? Wrong. What, what pet do you have that you're watching? I have three cats. You have three cats. And they're adorable. Um, so my security cam often gets uh, hummingbirds. I got a pretty awesome video of a hummingbird just kind of like, just, I don't know. It's like at the camera, like looking at the camera, and then mm-hmm. he's out. Yep. And then I have a really like scary black and white one because it's that night of a spider kind of making Ugh. a web and just kind of walking away. Um, but so these security cams, this is a, I, it's, this story has been in different places. I think the lacrosse city of lacrosse police department has tried to do this as well. And I feel like I'm talking really fast. I'm like hyper or something. Um, but, but the, the idea that they, the police department would love to have like a, and I don't know about privacy rules and whether or not you'd want to do this, but they'd love to have a database of everybody that has a security camera. Not that they have access, not that the police has instant access to it, but at least they know everybody in the city, let's just go City of La Crosse, that has a security camera. So when something happens in that vicinity, they can call or, you know, whatever, they can contact that homeowner and go, hey, something happened. Do you mind if we check out your security camera footage because we think maybe it would pick or could you check out your security camera? I think maybe the police would want to look at it, though. But as long as they're asking and not telling. Right. I yeah. Have no problem with that. Yeah, because there is a amount of like privacy issues. But what happens if you have if here's here's the, like the scenario, though, what like let's say this didn't happen at a quarry, but it happened in front of somebody's house. Mm-hmm. You have the security camera footage of this happening and then the police want to want it right like they know that you've you've well, told they, would, they, they could go to court they could it. go to court and i mean it. that's what the court system's for to to verify that the the homeowner's rights are not being violated by the request so you would go to court for it would you would do they win that case then because i'd be like no i don't want to give you the security camera footage it's my footage 
be interesting, right? I, I, I don't know the legality of it at all. So, I'm, I mean, it, w- it would be an interesting case one way or the other. I would assume that they could, with a court order, get recording of videos like that. Now, whether you still have it or not, yeah, you delete by it. the time they Also, they you decide. do that, you're probably like suspect number f- one like, through five on the list if you're like, right. no, I don't want to give yeah. you the footage. And, and then delete it. And then, oh, we're going to court. I yeah. deleted it. Sorry. But I think probably there's some. Well, and I think it gets even scarier because if you've got like an Amazon uh, uh, recording, video recording, yeah. it's saving your video onto their servers. And that theoretically, Amazon could give it to police without even going through. Right. It. There's a there's an aspect there where the if you're getting it on your phone, then it lives in the Internet yeah. and you're not going to be able to run right. away from it. Um, all right, that's William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. I'm Rick Solom. Uh, yeah, the, we, you know, I don't know how much we'll hit on this uh, triple homicide anymore. But if you want to call, if you got comments, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. You can call. You can text. Do and oh, we're getting some texts. So I'll read those in a minute. Um, and you know, we'll we're gonna we're gonna hit some other stuff when we come back. I'm not sure yet what, but something. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I would say like happy Friday, but it's kind of like it's really a dull, not a dull Friday, but kind of a downer. I don't even want to say downer. It's a depressing Friday but based on some of the news that has come out uh, yesterday, uh, some news that happened in Copeland Park, and then to this morning, uh, a triple homicide just north of West Salem at a at a rock quarry. If you want to go to wisdomnews.com, you could read about that. I do want to bring up the the other just depressing story that happened in in Copeland Park the other day on Tuesday. I guess this happened, but the mayor put out a statement today, and I should I should just bring up William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of Lacrosse County, is in with me, and um, just just seeing just seeing that. The, the what we want to call a hate crime that happens right. at Copa Park where this guy goes after a couple uh, and one of those people is transgender and they go after this person, you know, if verbally, then physically. Uh, and, and maybe because it seems like they do that because they're a couple and it's a transgender person yep. and they're not comfortable with that, whether in that person was on drugs or drunk or just mad. I don't know, but it's it, it, we can't charge that person with a hate crime because that's not a law at this point so right away you want Which to be is a like, law that we absolutely need to change and very quickly yeah and i wonder how fast i'm guessing that won't happen very fast because it no. just can't right well it won't happen at all while republicans are in charge of the state congress oh you don't so. think it would happen at all no man that's depressing but uh representative joe billings uh the lacrosse uh assembly person here what district are we in I always forget. I just call it lacrosse, city of lacrosse, Joe Billings, because I call Steve Doyle's uh, the greater lacrosse area. Right. And uh, Joe Billings is the city. Um, She put out a statement. She said, I'll just read the whole thing here. Earlier this week, two lacrosse teenagers experienced an an act of violence because of the assailant's perception of who they are as people. Uh, Billings said in the statement, I believe that every individual should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, regardless of who they are or whom they love LGBTQ kids and teenagers like all kids and teenagers should feel safe and protected in our community. Since I was first elected in 2011, I have a staunch advocate. I've been a staunch advocate for and supported policies that would codify protections for LGBTQ individuals. And she goes on, I will continue to work with my colleagues 
the LBGT, the LGBTQ caucus and a local advocacy and local advocacy organizations to review existing state law and propose necessary changes that address inequities experienced by this community so that all individuals may feel safe, valued and protected in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. So we'll see how long that, I mean, it's, it's one of them things where it's, it sucks that something has to happen before. Right. Like we, Oh yeah. Maybe we, it's almost like, Oh yeah, maybe we should have already had that as a law or part of a law. Yeah. Well, and it sucks worse that we're not going to get any movement afterwards. Um, Bill texts in, Rick, there are already laws on the books against assault. We don't need to complicate more laws for transgender. It is a crime to assault somebody already. So should we take laws off the books when it's a hate crime, when it is defined as an actual hate crime as opposed to one that isn't on the books? Well, what I what I um, worry about that is that the hate crimes is a, is worse because it is premeditated. And what that means is, is that you, if you have, you know, fostered in yourself a kind of um, violent hatred towards another group, whatever that group is, um, and and then you use that violent hatred as motivation for an assault. It goes beyond assault. It's not a it's not a crime of passion. It is absolutely a premeditated act, and that's why it needs to be treated as uh, different and with harsher penalties. Yeah, that's a good good explanation. Um, see, that's why I have you in there, Willie. That's right. Um, getting back to uh, what happened this morning. While we, well, the the nine one one call came in this morning, but uh, you know, three dead bodies found at the gates of a quarry just north of West Salem. Uh, somebody did text in uh, because we're you you say, you mentioned that one of the details is there's not even a vehicle, so somebody, you know, like did, did those people drive there or did? Well, and know? that's horrible speculation. Like right. I want to be clear that that's like you know. Well, that's in, not speculation. There, well, well, there there isn't why, a vehicle. Why there was no vehicle is right. speculation of. You know, bad TV varieties. But. Right. And JP texts in, there's a gate at the entrance of the quarry that are locked, and that's probably why they couldn't get in with an, a vehicle any further. Uh, there is no vehicle, so there's that. So, I mean, you're just kind of like we have very sh- small details, uh, That's the, and that's kind of one of the, the ones that we know is, you know, were these people murdered and then dropped off at the quarry? Were they murdered at the entrance of the quarry? And then right away you're like, why would you murder someone at the entrance of a thing? And then my first question it. is always, why would you murder someone? Oh yeah, bad. but now I was gonna say is, and then we get into like a morbid conversation <laughs> right. that I don't particularly want to have. Yeah, no, no. We've all really. seen these TV shows, and I think like we, it's almost like we can, you know, we we can talk about this stuff kind of without like, like without the sensitivity I'm just, right. this is my sensitivity i'm just going to go beyond i'm just not going to talk about it anymore and be up beyond the, the the few details that we do know so um all right joe's calling in joe go ahead you're on the air was the person from the park incident did they catch him yeah his, uh yeah i think his name is uh crawford well can't they enact like um Oh, you know, where they make you go around and do community service? Can't they, like, make him do so many hours for the LGBT uh, community efforts in this area? I don't know. You know make, him, make him do 50 hours of work that way? Would that make him, would that rehabilitate his, his feelings toward the LGBT community? Or would that make him more mad at whatever he's mad, you know, whatever, whatever provoked that, this? That's up to him. But I think that it should be enacted so that he has to put some hours in with these people and uh, 
see exactly what he was attacking. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but uh, that should be his punishment. Yeah, I, I agree. Of course, he, he has not even been indicted yet, so we still have to go through the, the trial and then the punishment phase of the trial before uh, even community service would be um, uh, would be given to him. But um, that certainly seems like a, a good idea as long as the uh, LGBTQ people with which he was interacting with were safe. Oh, I'm sure they could find something for him to do. All right, thanks for the call, Joe. Yeah, I, he's he's... On the right track there, I think. Yeah. And, and yeah, in totally. terms of if you wanna if you wanna help somebody just acclimate to what society is now, there there's probably a way to do that. But as as a quote unquote punishment community service and then you have to go work I mean, there's probably a good avenue to having to go you know, affiliate with the LGBT community at, at I'm somehow, sure that but, there are ways to do it really intelligently and, and um uh, well, and then there are ways to do it horribly, and so you would just have to be really careful about yeah. how you're broaching that. Yeah, the 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 lock him up, throw him in jail, and let him stew there. It, it, to me, that doesn't always seem. Uh, some people need to be probably away from society based on their you know whatever is going on. The, the the person that murdered three people right. at the quarry, yeah. you know, I'm making an assumption here, but that person might need to be locked up, might not be need to be in society. Another person that commits a what what I'll call a hate crime, but at this point on the books, it's not a hate crime. That person could probably experience through new experiences uh, get accl- better acclimated to that situation. Yeah, possibly, again, it, it it would just take um, uh, knowledgeable people with experience doing that, and not just uh, saying, "All right, go work, go work there for a little." Right, bit. and so. uh, and I don't have those answers. All right, no, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. We're we're political debating here uh, during the break. Uh, me and William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, uh, and Brad Williams is on the on our messenger. Mad that he gets takes a vacation one day, and then um, the Brad is a news hoarder. So anything that happens that's big news, whether it's good or bad, he wants to be the guy doing the story. So. Um, Goodyear blimp flew around. Speaking of the media, no, so I only saw it on Facebook. A couple of pictures, but nobody like deep dove into why the Goodyear blimp blimp was flying over the Onalaska area. Is it on its way somewhere else from the Bucks game? Oh, it could be. That'd be interesting. And like, you I never, don't know how blimps move around, right? Like, you if never they think about fly from place to place, and or... you never think about this. Does the blimp? It's let's just say it's over the Deer District at the Bucks game, right? right. That would make right. perfect sense. And then it's going to head to the Twin Cities to go over the over over oh, a, whatever else is next. a Twins sure. game or something, yeah. and they just fly the blimp always flies, or do they deflate the blimp it, and I've then put no it idea. in a truck? Yeah, which seems completely to defeat the purpose of owning a blimp. Yes, but also, how fast does a blimp go? I oh, guess no I got to Google. I got to I got to Google how fast it goes. How fast does a blimp travel? I don't know if travel would be the best word here, though. So usually, whoa, 73 miles per hour. Oh, so not bad. And, all out and, top you know, speed. Oh, wait. All out top speed, 50 miles per hour on the GZ20 and 73 for the new Goodyear blimp. 
Also, in my Googling, we've learned that uh, there are three Goodyear blimps, apparently. Yes, this uh, my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> you I, thought there I was thought just there was one. a Goodyear blimp. Just the one. And uh, there were three. Man, how, well, you never thought about, like, how is the Goodyear blimp at the Packer and at the Raiders game? Well, <laughs> as know, I, like, and, and because I uh, don't follow football, I, I never thought that. You never, just never. <laughs> and then, um, and maybe it isn't. Maybe there, maybe, right. maybe there isn't a Goodyear blimp at two right. s- football games yeah, simultaneously. I don't know. That I've never thought about. Um, and then I believe this other article said there are only 25 blimps in the entire world, so that, which makes perfect sense. But always in these dystopian future sure. or alternate. It's not always dy- dystopian. What is Sometimes dy- it could be a very happy alternate reality. With oh, blimps. you were going there. So, yeah. but, but there's always like a, these, these alternate reality movies and TV sure. shows where travel, normalized travel, and I don't even know if they're blimps so much as they're the... Uh, they're dirigibles. They're dirigibles. Yes, is that the hydrogen thing? The, I, I do not know the difference what is the between thing a that blimp blew up? and a dirigible, except that in alternative realities, we call them dirigibles. <laughs> but, yeah, no, what, I don't know. What are you watching that they're dirigibles? Oh, uh, reading, you know, speculative science fiction. Oh, okay. Is, you know, one of the things I like to do. Yeah, no, I was, well, I was curious because I'm into that stuff. But um, uh, what is the, the famous hydrogen... Blimp the that, Hindenburg. Hindenburg. There yeah. we go. Is that called a blimp too? Because it was, I, I do. I do not know the answer to that because I don't know the technical definition. I didn't do a whole blimp. lot of uh, pre-show, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call. It. Um, all right, we're getting a call here, William. Oh no, let me just sing out. Every time I did that, I was going to answer the call. Um, so yeah, so a, a blimp flying over on Alaska. I looked for a news story, even though I work for a news organization. At that point, it was like the bottom of my list, mostly probably like every other news organization in sure. the area. Or maybe nobody answered at the Goodyear store in Onalaska. I don't know. Um, but why is it? Nobody, nobody had an answer. But, yeah, your your theory sounds as good as any, William, that uh, it was at the Bucks game in the Deer District, probably maybe at the Bucks parade. That that sounds right. like a smart right up, thing to right do. Above it. Yep. And then, you know, I don't know if they put the metal pedal to the metal on yeah, the blimp. Yeah. If they, or they, if, they, if they went all the way to 50 or if they kept they, it at 35. Do they turn the, yeah, turn the knob on the fan? Is there a fan <laughs> out the back that blows out? And what's in a blimp? Is it just hot? Is it helium? Is it hot air? What is, is it just... I thought it was helium as opposed to hydrogen. But because aren't again, we, aren't we in a gigantic helium field. shortage? Like we shouldn't be using helium I in blimps. I have no right? idea. That can't seems, be I'm going to Google that. You Google that one. I'm, I'm going to get gonna this. We'll, try to, we'll take this phone call. Caller, who is this? Hi, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Say, I just wanted to ask your guest, because he sounds very knowledgeable, uh, maybe about 10, 15 minutes ago, he was saying that they couldn't pass a law in Wisconsin for that hate crime business. Why not? Is there some reason why they can't pass that? Republicans um, have traditionally, and, and this is from um, you know a long history of trying to get hate crimes legislation around the country, both statewide and federally, uh, Republicans have traditionally um, stopped all attempts at enacting specific hate crimes legislation, um, and um, because the Wisconsin Congress is uh, controlled uh, by Republicans in both houses, uh, I, I just do not see a lot of um, hope for that. I would love to be wrong, first of all. But, um, I mean, Republicans, uh, you know, if you want to be, you know, the kind of best Republican ideology that they offer, uh, they will often say things like, you know, um, assault is assault. It shouldn't be any different. It should be treated any differently. Uh, but honestly, most of the reasons come down to the fact that uh, a lot of their constituents are, are, are not ready to consider LGBTQ people as um, deserving of 
um, protection from assault. So. How's okay, that? so what you're saying is that the Republican Party doesn't agree with this kind of problem-solving way of doing business, exactly. and and that's that's the reason. Exactly. It's not that yes. there's a uh, law or there's some traditionally some... the GOP has blocked all of that kind of um, hate crime hate crime legislation. I see, I see, and all Republicans feel this way. I don't think all, but definitely enough to stop legislation. Ah, okay. All right, thanks for the call. It was a great call. I appreciate it. Um, I'm getting a text here. There was a blimp, a Goodyear blimp. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. There was one flying around Minneapolis-St. Paul around the same time. So did it make its way from Alaska to St. Paul, or were there two blo- two of the right, three, two Goodyear, of the three blimps? Goodyear blimps? And, right. and maybe it wasn't even a Goodyear blimp. Uh, blimp covering golf tournament in, in Twin Cities. Oh, there we go. That's great text. Thanks for that. There's a golf tournament in the cities. Um, that is that's a weird thing for a blimp to cover. I think a, a golf tournament. I'm, though I've never, th- like you say before, right. I've never thought about it because I don't like golf. So, right. so you um, never considered oh the yes, gigantic that might be something I fly over the gigantic golf coverage that needs that that the Goodyear blimp will provide. Um, yeah. So okay. So one more just random story, William, and uh, because I'm it's Friday, I just want to keep it a little light amongst all the heavy news we have. A uh, New York restaurant is selling a $214 grilled cheese sandwich, $214, with Don Perignon champagne. I don't know if the champagne is in the grilled cheese somehow. Like maybe the cheese is melted and in or like I yeah, don't. How does that work? And then yeah. edible gold. I didn't know there was a such thing as edible gold. I don't know well, how that works. Gold schlager, right? Isn't that <laughs> so isn't got, that what edible gold is? Is gold schlager? So it's Dom Perignon and gold schlager and a rare cheese that I cannot pronounce. So if you anyone wants to Google that and, and tell me what that cheese is. It has to taste terrible. Like, there's just no way that this is the best-tasting grilled cheese that you could possibly It's a make. very, very big – it points to a very big problem that we have in society, right? When somebody decides to make a grilled cheese sandwich for $214, and people are going to buy it, sure. right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. People are going to buy it because they want to buy the most expensive blank. It would be very interesting if a restaurant in downtown La Crosse did this. Just and then and then was very upfront with how many actual grilled cheese because I want to know because right. this is in New York City. The, so you want like a sign on the door that's like we've sold five. Yeah, of and the I want two hundred and fourteen dollar. Yeah, and I want to know how it's doing in New York City, and then we'll have to do percentages because obviously the population in New York City is greater than Lacrosse, so there's going to be obviously less people buying the grilled cheese sandwich for two hundred forty dollars in Lacrosse. And they're going to have to do it on a day that Quick Trip doesn't do dollar grilled cheese sandwiches. I think. Right. You're going to have to. Well, I think I would think they would be very different markets that they would be going for. So, <laughs> anyway. although what would be great is a taste test, but Quick Trip one dollar grilled cheese versus the two hundred and fourteen dollar grilled cheese, blind taste test, and then see who likes what better. And then um, I, I think Quick Trip would win. I think hands down they'd be like, oh, this one dollar is way better. I have to be completely honest. The, the Quick Trip dollar grilled cheese sandwiches, not your thing. It wouldn't win. I mean, I, they're not. I'm, well, in fact, actually, I think the, they'd be better than the two fourteen. You're right. They might be better than the thing with Dom Perignon yeah. and Goldschlager in it, or Edible Gold, depending. I feel like Goldschlager is drinkable gold, right? So as opposed to edible gold, but you're know. saying maybe strain out the gold schlager with a strain, some kind of liquid gold sure. strainer. And then, and then oh wait, what is it, it called the... when you're panning right. for gold? So you instead oh, look, of panning could, for we gold, we can do this, you know, at home right now. Just go buy gold schlager, get yourself a little uh, um, uh, sieve, 
right? Little little sieve, and then you can get the gold flakes and put them on your grill. Well, Jeez, go to you go to whatever store, whatever store in you know in the mountains that sells the panning for gold items, right. and then use that for your <laughs> and then pour your gold schlager out. But make sure you pour your gold schlager out in through a funnel and into back into another bottle so that you can just you can still drink the gold schlager because you don't want to just pour it right. out down the drain. You, you just might. drink the gold schlager. <laughs> you might. You might. And you might um, not want to eat the Goldschlager soaked Don Perignon edible gold uh, rare cheese that I cannot pronounce $214 grilled cheese sandwich. Um, we're thinking too hard there, I think. Maybe just just sell a regular grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, make something that tastes good. Are you somebody happens. that will buy a grilled cheese sandwich at a restaurant? Will you do it? No, I don't think so. I think I yeah, don't think that would I'm, Anytime I go to a restaurant, my my – thought process is I'm going to get something to eat that I can't make at home. Right. And a grilled cheese sandwich isn't one of them, though I make terrible grilled cheese sandwiches. And My I don't thought know process going to restaurants is always, I'm going to try something I've never had, and then I just pick the same thing I always get at that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that, I get That's the, how my thought process goes. We go to the Mexican restaurants here a lot, and I always get the biggest, most gigantic burrito. But then I like have them, can you make it like I <laughs> like it? So, I mean, but I can't make burritos at home. I just don't know how to do it. All right, William Garcia, Democratic Party chair, in with us. We're going to talk about how Democrats have outraised Republicans in the state by a gigantic margin when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair, filling in for Chagoski, who's usually in here, the UW Lacrosse political science professor. Uh, talking about uh, Ron Johnson was on our station on Tuesday in the morning with Mike Hayes. Uh, just he basically said, William, that yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, n- not gonna tell you whether or not. I don't know how he said it. Now that I think about it, but just he has, he's undecided right. about he's running. He's undecided about running again, which is it really got to be annoying for him because every every media outlet that he goes on, he's gonna get that question. You know, I got to tell you, it can't possibly be less annoying um, than the, uh, or it can't be, it can't be more annoying than. Um, the Republicans who are waiting to see if they're going to run for Senate or not, and, yeah, and can't tell. Well, and then the Wednesday, the next day, he's on another show, and he said this, and it just—I think it's kind of like those Republicans are starting to get a better answer. So I wish he would have said this the day before, but he said, "I want to make sure that this U.S. Senate seat is retained in Republicans' hands." You see what the media is doing to me. I may not be the best candidate. I wouldn't run off if I don't. I wouldn't run if I didn't think that I could win. If I don't think I was the best person to be able to win, so I may not be the best candidate. Ron Johnson says it is so rare that I agree with Senator Johnson on anything, uh, but I will one hundred percent agree with this statement that uh, he is not the best candidate for Senate, and the Democrats are are working hard to make sure that he does not return to the. Uh, U.S. Senate in 2022. Making sure he doesn't return. But I think what the Democrats need to do is talk about how tough of a candidate Ron, right now, talk about how mm. tough of a candidate Ron Johnson will be to beat. Talk about how great, somehow talk about how how he's the best one for the party. Because as a Democrat, right, you want Ron Johnson to run because he's going to be, he's going to be one of the worst candidates. The math on that is tricky. Um Ron Johnson has, especially in the last 18 months, really shown himself to um, 
be completely crazy in his views. Um, and therefore, you would think, oh, well, okay, maybe this is uh, someone that we can defeat. But um, the kind of conventional political wisdom is always that it is better to be running for an open seat, that okay. it is better to not go up against an incumbent. So which um, – all I say is that we have uh, seven really great candidates, and I think we're going to nine. There are nine. nine now? Yeah, Who there's are the a... other two? I'll find well, out I think later. Lieutenant Go- Governor – That was my seventh. I think he went to eight. And okay. then the, the woman, Ch- 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 uh starts with a C-H in Milwaukee. Okay. And Alder, I believe, in, like a councilwoman. I'll have to look that up. Uh, it's on wisdomnews.com. I'll, I'll grab that. But um, do, you, do you think, and I, I, I said this right before the break, but do you think what Ron Johnson has done over the, over the I don't know, year and a half or mm-hmm. year or two years yep. in, in his political views from, from everything from COVID to uh, going to Russia on July 4th? I don't know. Like, I don't know how far back you want to go, but do you think that's the reason why Democrats are is, is, is or is or Ron Johnson is so far to the right of um, of Wisconsin, uh, so far to the right of really all. But is he hurting the party in that? And maybe this is maybe there's two different things because he's in the U.S. Senate. Is Ron Johnson hurting the Republican Party in Wisconsin and therefore Democrats have outraised the Republicans four to one? Or am I doing two different things there? No, no, no. I think that I think that the damage. Um, I don't think that Johnson has uh, damaged the Republican Party. I think that he has um, ridden the wave of the Republican Party and and done his best to try and uh, send himself in the way that he sees the Republican Party going. But I think that uh, what it is proof of is that the Republican Party as a whole has moved so far from kind of Wisconsin values that um, he, he is uh, an easy target. Candace text for in candidacy for uh, prime or winning an election over. Candace text in is kind of an interesting point. I don't want someone in any government seat just because they can win. I want someone who wants to do something in their seat. Because Ron Johnson's like, I don't, I don't want to run because I might not be the best candidate because I might not win. I only want to run if I win. That's a okay. weird way to go. It is that. a weird way to go. You want to, you want to run because you want to help the, 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 the people of Wisconsin. That's why you become a Senator. You want to, you want to help people. You want to have policies that make our country better, stronger, more sustainable. And, um, uh, he certainly doesn't have any of those. So he said, he goes on to say, along with the, uh, I wouldn't run if I don't think I could win, but he goes on to say, this is an incredibly frustrating place here. Having come from the private sector, running a successful business, being able to accomplish things when you just see the dysfunction that is Washington, D.C., it can be pretty frustrating. Um, you're in Washington, D.C., dude. <laughs> you're in Washington, D.C., and uh, you witnessed an insurrection uh, on January 6th, which you then tried to say was, you know, just a totally nonviolent uh, gathering of, of peaceful protesters. So uh, the dysfunction is um, Ron Johnson. Um, and when you say that Democrats have outraised Republicans, yep. is that like the, the that Wisconsin? Is the, state, the parties. The parties. That's okay. the state parties. Uh, four, four times. Um, it, it appears that in um, uh, the first half of uh, 2021, that we've raised uh, four times the amount of Republicans have raised. How much does that mean at this point? It's huge. Is it? I think the biggest thing that we can get from this information is it's always like the lowest amount in terms of donations. This this uh, time right after the last election, you're still a long time for the next election. It's always when do- donations are lowest. Okay. But what it is proof of is that um, 
support for Democratic candidates in the Democratic Party um, is not just anti-Trump. Um, Trump is not going to be on the ballot in two years, um, and yet Wisconsinites are uh, donating their hard-earned money to the Democratic Party um, because they believe in the Democratic Party and what we stand for, did not you, just some kind of anti-Trump thing. Did you just break news? Did you just say uh, in the world Trump's not going to be on the ballot in two years? Did you just break news? Yeah, I don't think Wait, so. Wait, Trump won't in be running for president? he won't Oh, in two years. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Okay, me and Trigoski talked about this last week, the idea that, I think it was Trigoski, it might have been someone else, but the idea that the, the parties themselves can raise as much money as they want. When yep. I, when I Thanks was in to the, Scott Walker in the Republican Congress. Yeah, when, I was, when the Brad Paff, Dan Kopenke debate, I asked them this, and I bring it up all the time, but I asked them the question about that, the, yep. the amount, and then being able to distribute that amount. And the Kopenke's answer was, well, we need to know where that money is coming from. Not just we don't need to cap the money. We just need to know where it's coming from. And then he went on to say that it's coming from the Illinois governor and a doctor from California. And so that's why I came back the next round because there's a bunch of journalists asking questions. I'm like, well, it sounds like you know where the money is coming from. You just told us, right? Why don't we cap this? Because in my head, if uh, let's just say, let's just say Jill Billings here in La Crosse County, she gets too liberal, too too far to the left of the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Well, they have the um, they have the ability to shuffle money to her through because they have these unlimited funds, sure. right? Um, I my, do not think that Representative Billings is uh, too far to the left of anything, right? But or yes. somebody runs against but her, sure. you know, yes, in the, the next election the, cycle um, because of uh, the laws that the Re- Wisconsin Republicans in uh, the Wisconsin House and uh, Senate passed, and because of laws that Scott Walker signed, uh, basically there is access to unlimited money. All right. Um, yeah, so it's uh, when the Republicans are mad that there's, you know, you might we might see change now then. Republicans control the legislature. I, would love I mean, Democrats are, you know, very strongly supportive of reining in and putting caps on uh, donations and on tracking where those donations come from. Uh, if Republicans are in a position where they find that because of these laws, they are now at a huge disadvantage, they might actually work with uh, Democrats to actually put in some meaningful campaign finance reform. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I believe there was a Milwaukee legislator in the last cycle that had um, some yeah. um, legislation to to do that, and then it, obviously it didn't pass. Uh, one more text here before we go. I got a minute here. Ron Johnson is the only person keeping Wisconsin from falling into Demo- uh, Democratic crap heap. You two have been breathing in your own mask for too long. So I don't know. Is, how, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel that I have been wearing my mask, and that's why I don't have COVID. But we're not wearing masks now. So. No. That's we're true. two vaccinated, uh, two Modernas in here. Yeah. Um, all right, William. So that's all I got. Thanks a lot for, for joining me today. And um, Monday, Democratic Voice Podcast, we're going to talk about, what what is it? The va- the, the, yep, the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. We're going to get into it. All right. That's all we got. Have a good weekend.